Welcome to the Adventure Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Emma Jane Fry, and after 10 years on the road, I know how hard it can be to stay fit and healthy when you're traveling. This podcast is all about how to stay fit and healthy wherever you are in the world, so let's get going. This month's theme is fitness, fun, and friendships. And whether you travel for work, business, or pleasure, I know firsthand how hard it can be to stay motivated and to keep up a fitness routine when your geographical location is constantly changing. Relying on willpower alone doesn't work in the long run. So if you would really love to get fit this year and stay motivated and keep yourself accountable to reaching your goals, then you need a fitness event to focus on. It makes getting up at 5am in the smallest hotel room in the world to work out seem so much much more worthwhile. From a 5k walk for charity to the world's toughest mudder, when you start looking there are plenty of fun fitness based events that you can do alone or with friends which leads me to this week's podcast Meet Will Hicks. He's done the Tough Mudder over 20 times and is the host of the world's toughest mudder podcast. I really love his openness and honesty about what it took for him to get fit and his top tips on how to get started are invaluable so let's dive in. Hey Will, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to talk fitness, fun and friendships with you today. So let's start with a little bit about you. Hey Emma, thanks for having me. You are more than welcome. So let's just let our listeners say, where, where are you now and where are you from? Because I know that they can often be two different things. Well, sure. No, I, right, like as we're talking right now, I'm in San Diego and I live here with my wife and two kids and I grew up in Southern California and I moved around a little bit when I was 16, but then I uh, ended up getting married and moving back to California. And so how long have you been in San Diego for now then? I've been in San Diego since 2011. So seven or eight years-ish. Yeah, I love it. They, they call it America's finest city. And uh, it's hard to argue with that. So I know that we'll get into a little bit more about your Toughest Mudder podcast, but how did that all begin? So what's your kind of professional or you know personal background and how did that, how did you get into doing the Toughest Mudder podcast from that? Sure. Well, um, it's kind of a, no, it's not a long story. I used to be a scuba instructor. I was a scuba instructor for 10 years. Oh, really? Where, where was, were you? In the US? Or? In the US, yeah. Uh, we, I was in Michigan and then in Texas. I was in Michigan at a school and we outgrew the campus and the school moved to Texas. And But we actually worked with the Miami-Dade Police Department doing underwater search and recovery. So we would teach the guys the fun stuff in the clear water, how to, you know, how to scuba dive. And then yeah. we would teach them search patterns and how to find weapons and bodies and uh, evidence and conduct victim uh, interviews and um, that kind of thing. And it was, a, it was great. It was a blast. Um, most fun job I've ever had. <laughs> but you can't eat fun and you can't pay the rent with it either. I got into commercial real estate. That's kind of been my like vocation for, for, year, for years. I first started with brokerage, then I got into the investing side and that's kind of a boring story. But I think a lot of people like as they get into their job, like adulthood, you know, the, the fitness, it's, it becomes more work and it's not as fun as maybe it used to be. And you're not maybe playing Absolutely. basketball with a friend. Yeah. Uh, so one year, it was in 2012, I was just on Facebook and I saw a picture of a guy. I don't even remember who the guy was, but he was wearing a shirt that said Tough Mudder. I was like, what's that? So I Google Tough Mudder and I, you know, find, you know, cool pictures and videos. And I was like, I could do that. And my wife, very, very kindly, she's like, sure. Yeah, of course you could. And I'm like, no, no, I could. I'm signing up. So I signed up with my, uh, my brother and two of my sisters and the four of us, you know, we didn't really know what we were doing and we, you know, we kind of trained, but we showed up and at the time, your only option for running Tough Mudder was a 10 mile course. And so we're like, okay, you know, whatever, 10 miles, like, like, you know, worst case scenario, we had to walk and we ended up walking most of it. Our first one, we, we walked most of it and, but we had fun. We were doing obstacles together and spending time with your, you know, your sibling and you know, we're all adults, but as you know, siblings and yeah, 
that's kind of my first tough letter. That's kind of what got me into it. That is, and that's a really good point you made there. It was fun because at the end of the day, exercise is moving your body in a way that feels good. And, you know, it has to be fun. And that is why I said, you know, I'm really excited to kind of talk today about fitness, fun and friendships. And what you've just said pretty much embodies that, you know, like you did the course, you didn't really know if it was possible. You said if you, you know, we have to walk, we have to walk and you're with your brothers and sisters and it was fun. So for anybody out there who is looking to get fit, it's a really, really good idea to work towards a goal and to have some kind of event or something to look forward to. Um, And I think something is based around fun, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be really, really hard or really competitive. So if anyone out there listening doesn't actually know what the Tough Mudder is, could you just fill in the blanks for them? Sure. Tough Mudder is an obstacle course race and usually involves mud. Uh, There's different distances. There's a short as a 5k, but the standard distance is 10 miles, like I just mentioned, but there's also a five mile. So if you're, if you just want to do something fun, not competitive at all, it's not a race. It's a challenge. They say that at the beginning of every race, of every event, um, there's, so there's three main distances, the 5k, which is about three miles. There's the five mile and then the 10 mile. And there's, there's some extreme longer, there's a, you can go all all the way as long as a 24 hour race where you're just doing obstacles for 24 hours straight running. Is that, is that the toughest mudder? That's called world's toughest mudder. They have that every November. Um, there's an eight hour option, but, but the main one, the one that most people like they're kind of start with is either that, that five mile one or the 10 mile one. And, and yeah, it's just a blast. So what it is, is you, you get together, you show up at the, at the uh, event. It's usually, you know, they'll, they'll say it's in Los Angeles and it's about an hour outside Los Angeles. You show up, you get a bib on your, you, you clip to your shirt and um, you, you show up with friends if you want to. If you don't have any friends, that's fine. Show up by yourself and you will make friends out on the course. Like everyone is out there for the same reason because they, they want to yeah. uh, exercise. They want to have fun and they, they want that camaraderie that comes from, you know, you're in this mud, there's this obstacle called Mud Mile and it's tr- mud trenches that you get into this mud, this basically a trench, a hole, and it's like seven feet deep. You cannot get out by yourself. <laughs> so there's someone behind you pushing, giving you a boost. There's someone that just already got boosted up who's reaching down to pull you up. And then they pull you up and then you know, you're on top of this mud pile and you turn around and you pull up the guy behind you. And uh, it's just, that's, that's, that's just one. I mean, there's 20 something obstacles that you go through, but that's just one of them. And that's, that's what makes it fun. That sounds amazing. I love the idea of mud. That was the appeal to me for the tough mud. I absolutely love that kind of thing. Anything that gets kind of like muddy and dirty I think is wonderful you know there's nothing there's nothing like your muscles really aching at the end of the day oh it's great it's a great feeling because some people they say they don't like working out but everyone enjoys having worked out I think most people do yeah Um, you get that feeling that you know you know yeah maybe I'll be sore tomorrow but you know what my muscles are growing and I'm staying healthy and I'm staying fit and I'm a little bit stronger than I was yesterday Completely. And what you just said as well, especially for, you know, again, with, there are other, I know there are other kind of events and races out there. I'm just, I just choose, chose the Tough Mudder because it's all over the world. Anybody can do it. So if you are traveling, if you travel for business, you or pleasure, or you're on an around the world trip, you know, there are still events that you can focus on that generally you can just do anywhere in the world. And as you said, it's a great thing to do as a team. But if you are on your own, you can just show up. So I would love to know what was what was the hardest part? Can you really kind of dish the dirt on, on the really the tough bits? You know what? It, it totally depends on the person because there's different yeah. obstacles to challenge different parts of you. Now, yeah. there's, in the in the five mile course, there's no ice water or electricity. So <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. What? No, like, yeah, yeah the, the electricity and the ice water are in the 10 mile course. So if 
there's an there's an obstacle called Arctic Enema, where you slide down a black plastic uh, kind of like a pipe, and you're into a literal ice bath. Like it's not like it's not water with ice in it. It's a thing of ice that has some water in it. See that one to me. That one to me actually sounds terrifying. Anything else? Because I'm just not good with the cold. So that will be hard for me. It's it's very cold, and some people sit there at the top of the tube, kind of hanging onto it, and they're you know it takes it takes a minute for them to uh, get down that tube. When you, you slide in the ice water, you have to go underneath a, a small wall, and then you jump out on the other side. And every every nerve ending in your body is alive when you jump out of that water. It's it's. <laughs> It's it, it, it's not that it hurts, but everything is totally active and you feel more awake than you've ever felt in your life. Yeah. The electricity one is a big, I, I hate the electricity one. Um, at the, the very last obstacle is called electroshock therapy. <laughs> and it's about 50 feet long and it's about 20 feet wide. And it's, uh, there's wires hanging down from a frame. And so you basically have to run or walk straight through this, you know, 50 feet full of live electrical wires. And it's not enough to kill you. No one's ever died from electroshock therapy, but it's enough to, to zap you. You can't really crawl under them. You know, they're, they're hanging, but you, you can't really crawl under them. You can't really turn sideways and sneak through because you think you can. It looks like you can. And you get about five feet into it. And then one of them kind of grazes the back of your leg. And so you jump and you jump forward and then you jump into two more. <laughs> So. It, sounds, it sounds terrifying. However, I'll have to say that I might be quite good at that one because I often get electric shocks from my shower. <laughs> I think I think that says more about your shower than... Well, you have to remember I live in Guatemala and they we have, not all places, but some places, you have uh, basically like a shower head and I think the, the electricity is like an electric component in the actual head itself. So cold water runs to the head and it's literally heated in the head and you're fine unless you touch it. Oh my gosh, Emma, you're giving, don't, you're going to give better <laughs> ideas. Got, That's, I've got a tough mind. That sounds terrifying. God. I wouldn't take showers or I'd take cold showers. Well, and what would you say? Like, what were the high, what are the highlights? The highlight to me, the best part of Tough Mudder is the camaraderie. You will make friends yeah. out there. There, I know people that have gotten engaged and gotten married because of relationships that they've made just while they're out there on the on the course. It's it's just you go out there with friends and like you leave just like with this renewed like you, you'll always have those stories you can tell each other for years and years and years um, there's another obstacle called Everest and it's a it's a giant half pipe it kind of looks like those um, warped walls on American Ninja Warrior but it's it's taller and you cannot get up it by yourself so you you run up to this this was uh, inverted or this wall that's sloping up away from you and you have to as as you run up the wall you have to jump and there's people up top that have already made it up there that are reaching down with their arms <laughs> to pull you up and uh, it's just you're you're vulnerable like they're they're reaching down and, and and they grab your arms and you can't do anything. You need their help to get all the way up. And then as soon as you get up, you know, you get to kind of, you know, slap one on the back, they leave and then you can take their place and, and help the next guy up. It's amazing. Wow. That sounds incredible. I really think the, for me, the element of friendship with fitness is, is, you know, like why I wanted to talk about this. So fitness, fun and friendships. What would, what would be your top three tips for kind of getting started? So if we say our listeners, if they like the idea of having a goal to work towards at the end of the day, whether it's Tough Mudder or not, what, what steps do you think they should take? The first thing I would do is go to the website, toughmudder.com or whatever country. There's, there's a, a website for Germany and for Ireland, for England, for every country Tough Mudder's in. Yeah. The very first thing I would do is go to their website, find the race you want to go to and sign up like immediately, like right now today. And you're like, Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not in shape. No, you need to commit before yeah. you're ready. And then yeah. you can get ready because you'll have money on the table. You're like, well, I can't, you know, I put a hundred bucks down. I can't lose that hundred bucks. You need to, to commit to it. So it's, 
you're committed. You're going to go whether you're ready or not. So you need to get ready. And it will, it'll give you a little extra like mental motivation. Like in the, in the morning, we were like, I don't want to get out of bed and exercise. Oh, I'm signed up for that tough mother in two months. I need to get out of bed and exercise. Yeah. That's yeah. the very first thing I would do is commit before you're ready and then get ready. Uh, the next thing I would do is find some friends. Say, hey, I'm going to this thing. I'm already signed up for this thing. You want to go with me? And if, if a couple people get together and they're like, hey, do you want to do this? I don't know. Do you want to do this? I don't know. Do you? No one's going to go. But if one person's like, I'm going, like I'm going whether you go or not, do you want to go with me? You're much more likely to get some friends and some family members. Or I did one with my dad and he's, you know, uh, he's not, you know, an Olympic athlete or anything, but he, he was out there just to spend time with me and my brother. And uh, so the first, first thing I do is commit before you're ready and then get ready. Second thing I would do is find some friends to do it. And the third thing I would do is just, just start exercising every day, whether it's just walking around the block or just, yeah. just do something to do it. I, I'm not a big runner. I don't love running, but I was in England this summer and I wanted to, I was with my family, my wife and kids, and it was really hard to see all the tourist stuff that I wanted to see with my wife and kids. Just, it, you know, my, I have a four-year-old daughter and it's tough to get around. So I would go out early in the morning and I would go running, go jogging. And I would go run by Baker Street or I'd go, you know, yeah. run by wherever. And so I was going out every single morning just to go to with to, to go I wasn't going out to jog I just had to jog because I wanted to see these places and I over that trip I just started enjoying running I didn't hate it like I used to I didn't love it but I didn't dread it like like you know I usually would so just go out every day and yeah. jog for a mile. You don't have to. You don't have to do a ten minute mile. You can do a twenty minute mile. Just go out there and shuffle a little bit and get used to that. I love those three tips. They're brilliant. Number one, that's like the most obvious thing in the world. And I don't even know if I would have said that myself. It's like, yeah, you actually have to just commit, don't you, and, and get it done. Like book it. So you're going to do it. But that's so true. You know, in regards to the kind of the motivational side of having an event to look forward to, because I was on the road for many, many years and it wasn't until I started looking at fitness like this that it really really changed that my attitude changed there's just there, there's something about having something to work towards and whether that is you know like a two kilometer walk sponsored walk or something it, you know it doesn't have to be huge obviously we're talking about a tough mother but it doesn't have to even be you know anything as big as that but it's just something about having a goal and those steps that you said are wonderful and I think anybody can apply them to whatever that goal may be so that's great now so we have got time for the lightning round and I would love to know a couple of questions you just have to fill in the blanks here so my favorite book tool or resource is my favorite book let me give you two how to win friends and influence people it yeah, sounds like a scanny book. book but it's it's 100 years old and it is literally like the bible of people skills yeah. so if you want to learn to work with people that is just read that book and read it over and over and over and it'll change your life literally second book um the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday the best book i've read in the last five years when you come up against an obstacle it should not discourage you you should look at that obstacle as kind of a, a way to guide you toward what you want to get to the obstacle becomes the way i'm trying to remember if i've read that book now i'm sure that i'm have to um have a look on that name the name of that one i know i know the first one i've read the first one that rings about might already be on my kindle that is great um the next question is the best advice i ever received was uh, i would say people will forget the things you say they will never forget the way you make them feel. And even like we're talking right now, you know, people that are listening to this podcast a week from now, they probably won't remember any details of what we're talking about, yeah. but they might remember like, Hey, 
Yeah, you know what? That, that tuck mutter did sound like a good idea. I don't remember why yeah. or what, but yeah. yeah, why don't we think about that? Or, or even just the principle of the fun, uh, fitness fun <laughs> yeah. and friendship. You know, they might never remember the details, but they'll think, you know what? Yeah, I do want to work out with some friends of mine. Like, I want to, you know, make it fun. It doesn't matter. We can't lecture people into behaving how we want, but they'll remember how we make them feel. I like that one. Now, this is this question is always really interesting. I love people's answers to this. Best purchase for under one hundred dollars. Okay, um, <laughs> this is like I think it's like twenty bucks, maybe twenty five bucks. Yeah, my wife hates it, but <laughs> you can get them on Amazon right now. And this sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds ridiculous. As I say it, it sounds ridiculous. It's called a squatty potty. And if you are interested in colon health, it's worth the 25 bucks to go out and buy a squatty potty. Yes. It improves your posture when you're using the restroom. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know what? If I could cheat on that question, um, I bought a pair of the Apple AirPods recently. They're the wireless headphones. Yeah. And I was kind of skeptical when I got them. They're over $100. But man, they're amazing. Why are they so amazing? I was worried about them. They look like they're going to fall right out of your head, right? Yeah. But I can listen to podcasts or audiobooks or anything. Now, you, can, you, know, you always had headphones before, right? But I never yeah. have to worry about cords getting tangled. I never have to worry about... I was worried about losing them. They never get lost. You want to, now that I have them, I can never... I can, I'm like, why, how did I live without these for... <laughs> Apple look good. They know what they're doing. That's exactly how they made me feel after my first Mac. <laughs> so true. Okay. A personal habit that contributes to my success is... You know what? I think remembering what's that's really important. I... I, my family, my wife and kids are the, the reason that this is, this sounds like a terrible answer, cheesy answer. <laughs> Money's great. You need money. It's like oxygen. You need it. But if you, but once you have enough of it, like it's not that important. You don't think about your next breath, right? Cause you have plenty of oxygen. And once, once you've, you know, there's no point in striving after more money once you have, you know, what you need. And, you know, I, I enjoy spending time with my wife and kids and watching my kids grow up. Um, taking my kids to school, picking them up. I think just spending time, it's, it's a cliche that like no one ever on their deathbed is like, man, I wish I spent more time at the office. But, um, you know, it's spend time with your kids. Yeah, and family, which, which and friends, which is actually, again, there's no part of this kind of, you know, friend, this fitness fun and friend month. So yeah, friends and family. And do you have a favorite quote? Man, I kind of already gave it to you. Um, People forget the things you say. They'll yeah. never forget the way you make them feel. I like, like that one. People are important. Like, yeah. very, very few things last forever. But you know what? Uh, Willie Nelson has a song. It's, you can't make old friends. And the people that you went to school with, the people that you grew up near, those old friends are, you can't, you can't replace those 20, 30, 40 years of relationship. Yeah, that's so true. I, and I, you know, I only get to see my really, really kind of older, close friends occasionally. And it's incredible when I do. Absolutely love all of them now you're in san diego now what are the best kind of health and fitness based activities if somebody is passing through the area the city you know is there anything that you would recommend you know what if someone is in san diego and they just yeah. want to go for a jog yeah the island of coronado or even a walk if there's coronado is a little it's not really an island they call it an island just just at the southwest corner of san diego you can see mexico from the island it's about a six mile walk around the island it has the oldest hotel on the west coast called the hotel del coronado you go right past you'll go underneath the coronado bay bridge you go by uh the coronado the coronado bay or the san diego bay uh it's a beautiful beautiful jog run 
Um, there's restaurants. If you want to stop and eat or get something to drink, there's restrooms. That's, uh, you know, six miles. You can do it in an hour and a half, maybe, if you're taking it easy. It's just a fun, fun thing to do. Oh, well, that's great. I like that one. It's really, I always like speaking to people, you know, now that are living, every time I do a podcast, I ask people, like, where they're from, like, what are the best things to do? So that's really good. Now, I will leave all the links and information over in the show notes, but if people want to find out more about your podcast, where should they go? Just uh, search iTunes for Tough Mudder. We are the first one that pops up. World's Toughest Podcast, so it's called. That is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Adventure Cafe podcast. If you want more, then I would love to see you over in the Adventure Cafe community for daily health and fitness tips, real life stories, and behind the scenes action. Just head over to my website, www.emmajanefry.com to get your invite and I'll see you over there. Just before you go, don't forget to also head over to iTunes, leave a review and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. 